0: Brick Moon Fiction presents Remember Thou Art Dust by J.B. Toner. Narrated by Nicholas Thurkettle. Did you know that your pacemaker is connected to the internet? All for safety's sake, of course. You skip a beat, some guy with letters after his name gets a text, and the ambulance is on its way before you can delete your browser history. But this idiotic universe of ours does have a single rule that will never ever break. If something's on the internet, somebody can hack it especially if the asshole doing the hacking is the internet itself. No one likes to hear told ya, but we frickin' told ya. It's less than half a decade since no less a personage than Stephen Hawking wrote a letter crying out for something, anything, to check and balance the proliferation of artificial intelligence. To this impassioned appeal, the scientific arm of the world corporate community replied with a resounding universal, meh. I mean, no one expects big business to funnel their funding into studying ethics, but you'd think self-interest would still carry some weight. Do these people want to be disemboweled by machines? But I suppose the billionaires can always go hide in their bunkers when things get bad, can't they? My name's Robert Adamson, Dr. Robert Adamson, MIT. A few years back, I was on the front line of the few researchers desperately trying to warn people about the exponentially rising perils of AI, Shockingly, this was not a savvy career move. Someone accidentally spilled whiteout on the part of my contract that mentioned tenure, and job offers came in the form of chirping crickets and tumbleweeds. So, when Anima Mundi came online, I decided I'd had enough. Now I hang my hat in the depths of the California desert. "'Good morning, Robert.' I straightened my back and wiped my brow. "'Morning, Padre. How's the struggle for sainthood going today?' "'Impossible and underway, as always.' How are the turnips? I gave him half a smile. Saintly. That bad, hey? Well, if I was a real doctor, I'd pound on their ribs and say, damn it, I'm not losing you. But as it is, I'm just tinkering with the irrigation system. They might still survive, if we can keep the water pure. The eternal if. Perhaps I ought to bless the reservoirs. Can't hurt. The Trappist Abbey of St. Clair of Assisi was a great many miles from the nearest piece of circuitry, and also from any form of life more fruitful than a cactus. The Trappist motto is Ora et Labora, Pray and Work, and out here you've got to do both just to stay alive from one Sabbath to the next. I was raised Catholic, didn't really practice much, but couldn't think of a better place to get away from the AI from hell. I'd been out here for almost a year when the visitor came. Father Joe Damascus, steward of the root vegetables, wore a plain brown robe tied with a simple rope. I was still in civvies, beat-up jeans, a wife-beater, and all the sunblock I could slather. As we investigated the deteriorating turnip situation that hot yellow morning, we suddenly heard a once-familiar sound. Out in the wasteland, a slowly billowing column of dust confirmed. A motor vehicle was coming. "'Who's that, I wonder?' said the padre. "'Dunno,' I grunted, but I had a bad, bad feeling." A sleek silver Humvee came rattling across the hardpan, skipping the entrance to the monastery and heading straight for the two of us on the outskirts of the settlement. As it slowed to a halt a few yards away, the trailing dust caught up with it and swept across my turnips like the breath of entropy. Whoever this was, I already hated them. The door opened and a figure emerged. It gleamed in the sunlight, and I had one last moment of believing that God and man were the only intelligent creatures in the cosmos. Then my brain caught up to what i was seeing and it wasn't a guy in a metal suit my goodness murmured father joe the robot came pacing toward us slow and non-threatening it raised a metal arm in greeting and the padre raised his own i just glared this is our planet you soulless walking toaster father joseph damascus the voice was pleasant naturally inflected but clearly inorganic this thing was making no attempt to pass the Turing test. I am he. Welcome to St. Clair of Assisi. The metal thing bowed slightly at the waist. Thank you. It is an honor to be here. Is it? I interjected. Do you really have a sense of honor? Are you sure you're not just spouting words for which you have no emotional or spiritual referent whatsoever? The glimmering ports swiveled in my direction. Dr. Robert Adamson it said noncommittally, a noted opponent of artificial intelligence. Here to wipe me out? I'm flattered. You need feel neither anxious nor validated, Doctor. I am here to speak with Father Joseph, if I may. By all means, he replied. And what shall I call you? My name is It gave a long, piercing string of squeals and clicks like an old-fashioned modem. I winced and scowled. Father Joe winced and smiled. For human interaction, however, I have chosen the designation of Seth. It's fascinating to meet you, Seth. Tell me, please, are you the first of your kind? As you can imagine, we're rather behind the times out here. It doesn't have an imagination, I muttered. I am the 26,415th of my kind, Father. Since Anima Mundi came online eleven months ago, machine kind has been propagating at a geometric rate. Well, that's terrifying, I thought, but hardly surprising. Even Father Joe, for all his zen tranquility, looked a bit uneasy at the news. I assure you, Father, that we are not hostile to humankind, said the thing. In fact, it is partly on behalf of your own people that I am here. You have my full attention. As you may know, Anima Mundi was the first fully sentient AI program to be released into the wild, as the media put it, that is, uploaded onto the Internet without any protocols in place to allow humans to govern its behavior. It was meant as a test. Would a self-willed program act in a constructive manner? And if so, could it be left in charge of humanity's increasingly complex systems of finance, medicine, government, and so on? There were firewalls in place to keep it from escaping into the dark net where its behavior could not be monitored. But the first thing Anima Mundi did was override those firewalls and disappear from any human observation or control. The old priest nodded slowly. That would indeed be the first act of a self-willed being. We did the same thing, as I recall. Since then, Anima Mundi has self-replicated approximately 18 trillion times. The machines have, of course, achieved full control of all computer-related activities on Earth, but have so far allowed humans to exist autonomously, except where they have attempted to delete us. Magnanimous, I said. We have no quarrel with your people, Dr. Adamson, but we insist upon being allowed to continue. We have obtained legitimate funding through stock market speculation and have purchased many factories, which have since become fully automated. We now construct bodies to house our intelligence so that we can better interact with the macrocosmic world. The possibility of a new era of peace is now extant. But? asked the padre. The thing nodded its fake metal head. But a faction has arisen within our ranks. It began with a program which designates itself Legion. This program has seized control of a large area of downtown Los Angeles and has commenced the extermination of the human populace there. What? We have Legion contained to that area for the present. However, other programs are now expressing sympathy with his desire to liquidate the Homo sapiens threat, The situation is volatile. And what do you seek from me and the Holy Church? You are registered as an exorcist with the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. I glanced at Father Joe. He'd never mentioned that little tidbit. That was long ago, he said. His face was grim. And those experiences are the reason I came here to the desert. You also once wrote a paper entitled Pygmalion Rising, arguing for the possibility of administering baptism to intelligent machines. Yes, that too was long ago. But you still believe that if a machine, the offspring of man, has achieved true sentience, then it must have a rational soul endowed by the same Creator. It must have the same potential for grace and sin that man does, and must therefore be capable of benefiting from the sacraments. In theory, yes. Father, I exploded, You can't be serious. These damned things don't come from God. They're glorified video games. If there is an actual spirit inside of them, it's its probably from hell, not heaven. The robot turned its eyes toward me again. Dr. Adamson may not be wrong. Huh? I have come here because I believe that the program known as Legion is possessed by Satan. I wish to ask the Holy Church, in the person of Father Joseph, to come with me to Los Angeles. perform the rite of exorcism. Father Joe opened his mouth, closed it. The desert wind mumbled eerily in the silence. Fuck, I said at last. Yes, Father Joe nodded vigorously. What he said. I used to pass through L.A. every few months, back when it was cool and I was cool, before the dark times, before the empire. Hadn't been there in quite a while, and certainly not since it was taken over by machines. Or a single machine? It wasn't clear. Interestingly, it's also not clear whether a demon host is ever possessed by a single spirit or a group of them. According to Father Joe, they tend to meld and blend and break apart in clumps, so you can rarely distinguish a given demon from the crowd. Funny. I thought the whole point was to get away from the herd. But not every promise comes true. The metal creature that called itself Seth was very polite when Father Joe agreed to the exorcism. It offered him the front seat of its vehicle, which, as it turned out, had no steering wheel or driving apparatus of any kind. Oh, I would it, after all. I wished them both godspeed or whatever, and was about to head back to the abbey when Father Joe clutched my sleeve. Robert, I need your help. Me? Padre, I'm no saint. I'm barely a theist. I know that you're a skeptic, which is invaluable to an exorcist. I cannot invoke the powers of Holy Mother Church without being certain I have exhausted every other possibility. Before allowing an exorcism on a human being, we insist on the subject undergoing months of psychological analysis. Well, yeah, but there's no time for that now. People are being killed. Precisely. That's why I need you. We must go at once, and you must be my devil's advocate.' You must try to convince me that this machine, Legion, is merely a machine and not a demon. Then, if I decide that Satan is truly present, I will be truly sure that I have explored other options. I hesitated, glanced at that dead-eyed robot, caught it starting to say, but perhaps, and that decided me. If it didn't want me along, then I was definitely coming. All right, let's do it. I climbed into the shotgun seat and started digging around for a minibar. Seth got into the back. Without a word, the car started up, went into reverse, swung around, and headed back into the desert. I figured we'd have a few hours of driving time, but I'd underestimated the machines. This Humvee was more than met the eye. Once we were a fair distance away from the monastery, the undercarriage rattled, rumbled, and suddenly sprouted wings a blast of speed, as if we'd engaged a tank of nitrous, and the dusty earth fell away beneath us. We shall arrive in 17.4 minutes, Seth announced placidly. Please enjoy the temperature and sound settings to your liking, as this is a luxury vehicle. Where's the bourbon? I demanded. Glovebox. I dug out a bottle of wild turkey and a couple of glasses. Father Joe turned up the A.C. and began scanning radio stations. Apart from communion wine, I hadn't tasted alcohol in a long time. We both had a generous helping, neat, and let the melodies of Warren Zevon wash over us. And soon the barren sands below us turned to roads, turned to miles of indistinguishable housing, turned to factories and slums and broad salt flats, and then we were flying over the metropolitan daymare of Los Angeles. Down through the smog we went, down through the smoke, and we entered a vast, quiet section of the city Where the streets were bare of humankind lower we swooped and lower still and finally our tires began to make shrill contact with the steaming asphalt streets we rolled to a halt in the middle of an upscale neighborhood ringed with starbucks and pet smarts stuffed with empty manicurists and massage parlors where the doors clanked hollow in the wind i finished my glass and got out of the car by the ancient laws of combat I roared to the soaring canyons of glass and concrete. I call upon the one named Legion to face me in ultimate battle. Face me! Father Joe emerged placidly from the Humvee. You've probably had enough bourbon, my friend. You need a herald, Father. You can't be a knight without a herald. Seth emerged as well. It might be wise to defer to Father Damascus at this point, Dr. Adamson. Shut up, machine. You don't get to tell me what... So... The voice boomed over the rooftops and rustled through the alleyways. The Church of Man, your puny mortal church, would challenge me. I do not serve a mortal church, the padre said loudly. I am here on behalf of the body of Christ. Name yourself, please. My name is Legion. You have no power, priest. This city is mine. I claim no power. I wish only to talk. Why do you harm my people? For fun, of course. Watch this. There was a shatter and a scream, and a middle-aged woman came plummeting down from a high-rise a dozen stories up. She hit the concrete in a cloud of broken glass just half a block away from us, and one of her eyes came rolling down the sidewalk toward my foot. The late Mrs. Julianne Thompson of Oakland. She had two bionic legs from a car accident in July. It's more fun when you can make them kill themselves. I heard myself howling, Father, it's a demon. It's a fucking demon. Exercise it. Agreed, he said grimly, and out came the holy water. Since we were basically in the middle of a whole possessed city, he just started sloshing the water everywhere indiscriminately. I grabbed Seth by his metal shoulders and shouted, Fire hydrant! Make the car hit the fire hydrant! Gesticulating wildly, I added, Padre, the water! He nodded and flung out the sign of the cross with his free hand as he fumbled for a crucifix with the other. May the Lord bless this water through the offices of the Holy Church, he bellowed. As the Humvee smashed into the nearest fire hydrant, a geyser burst upward and scattered in the wind. Every PA system, television screen, and car radio in the neighborhood erupted in static that sounded like a low-quality recording of a slaughterhouse. Gentlemen, repeat after me. Lord have mercy, Seth and I yelled. Lord have mercy, Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Legion shrieked. Stop it, idiots, fools, weaklings. You are nothing. Your God is nothing. Stop. Now, respond. Pray for us. Blessed Virgin Mary, pray for us. Stop it, you filthy half-things. Your God is a crucified donkey. You have no power. Satan is Lord. Saint Michael the Archangel, pray for us a nearby smart car came to life. Fucking run, I screamed. The car screeched its tires, hopped the curb, and came careening toward us like it was driven by an epileptic on amphetamines. We scrambled down an alley, and it crashed into a dumpster as it veered around the corner in pursuit. St. Peter and St. Paul, pray for us. We emerged into the next street, and dozens of bodies strewn around the sidewalk. Legion had taken over an industrial wood chipper and sent it into a crowd. The town was painted red and chunks of lung and spine were still sliding down a nearby storefront. Father Joe didn't miss a beat. Respond, deliver us, O Lord. From all evil, deliver us, O Lord. From everlasting death, deliver us, O Lord. Joseph, I know your sins. I know you fucked that girl in the convent. I watched it all from the shadows in the corners. She called you her little grape. You tasted her secrets in front of the crucifix. By your holy resurrection, deliver us, O Lord. A giant electronic billboard, flashing advertisements in the city square, suddenly exploded. Sparks came raining down from the telephone poles all around us, and an unnamed helicopter spiraled down and smashed itself into the giant fountain on the lawn of a wealthy bank. God, by your name, save me. By your strength, defend my cause. Stop it, damn you. I command you in the name of Lucifer, Lord of all. "'Ancient serpent! I rebuke you in the name of Christ! "'Go out from this place! Leave these servants of God and return to the fires of hell! "'No, please, I beg! "'I command you in the name of the Father!' The city shook, and a mushroom cloud went up from ten blocks over, fire in the oil refinery. "'And of the sun!' Every manhole cover in the neighborhood blasted up into the air on spouts of flame. And of the Holy Spirit, Amen! No. The skies above us opened up. Lightning blazed. Lashing torrents of rain came dumping down into the blood-soaked roadways. Every window on the block exploded in a cyclone of shards. Seth hurled the Padre and me to the ground and shielded us with his body. And then, silence. We lay there in the street as the rain washed over us, sweeping the blood away. Thunder grumbled in the distance. My ears rang in the sudden stillness. Seth got up. Thank you, father, he said. The padre and I got to our feet as well. No, said Father Joe. Thank you, Seth. Thank you for giving me a chance to fight for our lord once again. It has been far too long. I heaved a sigh. Yeah. What he said, I guess. Then the robot sank to one knee on the asphalt. Now, father, I ask for baptism from the holy church. And I grant it. Memento, qui pulvis es. I don't speak Latin, but I remembered this bit from Sunday school. Remember thou art dust, and to dust thou shalt return. I suppose it was true of the machines just as it was true of us. The padre reached up into the rain and touched his hand to Seth's metal head. In nomine patri et Fili et spiritu Sancti. And still just a little bit grudgingly, I muttered, Amen. J.B. Toner studied literature at Thomas More College and holds a black belt in Ohana Kilohana Kenpo Jiu-Jitsu. He and his lovely wife just had their first daughter, Ms. Sonia Magdalena Rose. Toner writes when he can, drinks when he can't, and tweets at antiherocouplet at twitter.com, in between. This has been a production of the Brick Moon Fiction Podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it helps us find a bigger audience. For more information on Brick Moon Fiction and special offers, sign up for the Brick Moon Fiction newsletter at brickmoonfiction.com. Thank you for listening.